Hey, what's going on? Welcome to The Doug Show. My name is Doug Cunnington, and in this episode, I am joined by my friend Matt Javanisi, and he is an avid beer drinker, so that's one of the reasons he's my friend. He also brews beer, but he's also into affiliate marketing big time. He is a podcaster as well. He has a couple shows, and he He's been on the show before, so he's no stranger to the Doug Show audience. If you happen to have missed those earlier episodes, do check them out. You'll be able to, or maybe it was just one other episode. But Matt joined me for a live stream over on the YouTube side. And it was because (laughs) he was impacted greatly by the commission rate structure that Amazon churned out. He has a couple public case study sites, or I guess they're just public sites that he talks about. And he, I guess one of them is um, the big earner. It's called Swim University. And I'm going to read out some stats to you from 2019. It pulled in about $283,000 from Amazon affiliate revenue, Digital product sales were about 77,000 and 11,000 from YouTube ads. The gross revenue was $371,000 and some change. His estimated loss in revenue because of the commission rate changes are around $176,000. A huge amount of money. It's a big impact for him and he wrote a pretty... A pretty powerful, I'll put it that way, a pretty powerful blog post about it. And that's where I got some of these stats. So if you want to check out the details there, you can. The thing is, he joined me on a live stream shortly after this happened and we talked through it. So this is a two part episode. We ended up going live for, I think it was close to two hours, maybe over two hours. And we talked through the impacts that are hitting Matt and his company. And the, the second episode, which is coming out next, so whenever you're listening to this, it'll be the next episode coming out, we do a Q&A. So the one nice thing, well, there's many nice things about a YouTube live stream, but you do get chat features and you have instant feedback and people can ask questions directly. That's what the session was. And there's a, you know this one today, we talk through it. And then the next episode is the Q&A. And I'm pretty sure everything is going to run smoothly as far as like you understanding the conversation here. We tried to do a screen share where we were looking at one of his uh, one of his products. It's actually an affiliate sort of plugin. So a plugin that helps you insert affiliate links and it has some pretty good tracking and, and features. It's called Lasso. So we talk about that a little bit and he was going to do a demo, but for he had like some technical difficulties. So we're going to do that again in the future. But the reason why I'm mentioning that is it, it's from a, all the audio here is from a YouTube live stream, but it shouldn't impact you at all. It's just us drinking a beer and talking about Amazon. <laughs> so there's a couple tangents here and there. And I, I want to give a little shout out to you know Matt's podcast. He has way more listeners than me. But if you haven't checked out his podcast, the one is called Listen Money Matters. And it's a very big podcast. It's very popular. I had no clue how popular it was. And then his other one 
is more about marketing and not necessarily affiliate marketing, but it just online kind of stuff. And that one's called moneylab.co. Very good show as well. And I encourage you to check it out. I want to let you know that this episode is brought to you in part by Ezoic, and you should check out the site Speed Accelerator. And it removes the negative impact of a slow loading web page on visitor experiences by determining what causes the page to load slowly. And then it speeds it up. Some of the things that it can help you with, aside from just quicker load times, it'll help you lazy load, optimize images, and that Google PageSpeed Insight score that's hard to move up is no problem anymore. So if you check out the site Speed Accelerator, basically you you click a couple of checkboxes. It does take a day or two to like set up the configuration as far as like linking things up. I'll leave it at that. There's some config that you have to do. It's fairly straightforward. And the people at Ezoic, this the uh, more than capable support team can help you out if you have any issues hooking it up. And then after that, it's just a matter of clicking a couple of boxes checkboxes and I was able to increase my page speed insight score from something like 34 to 98 to 99. So a dramatic difference. It does work for any kind of website. So affiliate sites, a B2B, B2C, e-commerce, enterprise, whatever kind of website you have. And it doesn't matter if you use WordPress or another CMS or whatever, it will help you load your site faster. So check it out. Thanks a lot to Ezoic. Speaking of site speed, I do want to give another plug to one of Matt's products since this is a show almost solely about Matt. I may as well mention that I recently bought his self-coded WordPress theme. It's called Carbonate, a little callback to homebrewing beer, so Carbonate. And the tagline is a responsive, lightweight WordPress theme built for speed. And it really embodies a lot of the stuff that I've been talking about for a couple years. It's in my course. And if you pay attention to some of the live streams or some of the rants that I've done in the past, I don't want a theme with a ton of options. I don't want a page builder. I don't want to be confused about how to do any little simple thing, or I don't want to be confused about what I should do with a theme because there are too many options. And it's interesting because there's a lot of themes out there that have a ton of features. They could completely replace a landing page piece of software. They can basically run your e-commerce site, you can have them running out of examples. But basically, there are themes out there that try to do everything for everyone. Well, I'm not everyone and I don't need to do everything. In fact, I want things to be simple. I don't want too many options. And I want the site to load fast. I want the theme to stay out of the way so the content stands on its own. And I just don't want to fuss around with things too much. My wife tells me I'm like a curmudgeony old man. And it sure sounds like it right now. But Carbonate is awesome because I'm not thinking any of those thoughts. There are a few options that you can tweak, but largely it puts the speed of the site up front and the content on top of that. So the content is like the number one thing. A couple of the things that you are forced to do are have 
a small number of menu items. And it's like a perfect sort of blend of like functionality with some flexibility, but with constraints. So you have flexibility, but you're constrained by a couple things. So one specific example is around the menu. So you're limited. I think you could have up to six menu items, but by default, there are four. And when you look at user experience and website design and sort of what happens if you give too many options to your visitors, you'll find that you really don't want to give too many options to anyone because it's just confusing and overwhelming. So anyway, I, I bought Carbonate. I checked it out. I put it on one website to test things just to see how it would roll. Just one of my sites, it's, it's dougcunnington.com. So I snagged that once I was getting into websites and decided I needed to lock that down. And really it's just a landing page to send you to other stuff that I do online. So it loads really fast. If you wanna check it out, you can see how fast it loads. There's virtually nothing on there, so that also helps it load fast. But nevertheless, this theme is fantastic. And I will be using it on a case study that I'm doing inside of my next course. Depending on when you listen to this, the course will be coming out soon or it may already be out. So keep an eye out for that. I will be talking about it a lot in the coming coming days and weeks and all that stuff, but I'm going to be using Carbonate in this case study. It will be a, it's going to be a, I'll call it like a semi-public site because I'm going to build the site as I'm going through the course and building the course so people can follow along exactly with what I'm doing and see like what I'm publishing. And it's going to be a real site. I thought maybe I'm just going to do a throwaway site and just build it and say, Hey, it's not going to work, but I'm going to, I'm going to go for it. I'm going to try and build this site. I'm not going to hold it, hold back or wait to release the information. I'm going to share it with everyone. And it's going to be crazy because it could be, end up being a huge, (laughs) a huge waste of time if someone does some negative SEO on it. But the cool part is it's going to be within the course. So Anyone who is, you know, engaged in the course and they actually care about the material and they care about their investment in the course, I guess, curriculum in general and the efforts that they're putting in, they're not going to want to go, you know, share it around. They're going to protect it. And hopefully everyone will be respectful of that. We'll see how it goes. I've never done one of those. Anyway, check out Carbonate. It's a very fast WordPress theme and it gives you a lot of options to just build on top of it. It's a great framework to start with. Okay, I think I'll leave it at that. So check out this interview with Matt Giovannisi. Thanks a lot to Matt for joining me and I will hop on and see you on the other side of this interview. Hey, what's going on out there? It's Doug Cunnington here. And thanks for bearing with the little bit of a, uh, I wouldn't say technical issues, but I'm with my friend, Matt Giovannisi. How's it going out there today? Uh, it's going. It's just going. I hear that. Nothing has stopped yet, I don't think. So, cheers, Matt. It is yeah. the middle of the day, but we do work for ourselves. So. We do. Uh, what are you drinking over there, friend? I have two beers here next to me. I have an Outer Range Watercolors, which is an IPA. I have an outer range kicker, which is a pills. Very cool. So you're, so. you're, you're ready to go. 
I'm re yeah, I am very, very stocked up. I drink a lot as a person, more so in the last month than I normally have. Indeed. Um, which has not killed my productivity because I just wake up hungover and just get on my computer <laughs> and just do what I have to do. And it's like, it's comforting to, to, to basically know exactly what I have to do when I wake up, go to my computer, work on it, watch a little bit of Netflix, go to bed, rinse and repeat. Yeah. So, I mean, you described my sort of lifestyle yeah. as well. So I'm, I have a mirror pond pale ale from Deschutes out here. Oh, so yeah, nice. it's a good beer. It's a little foamy because I just hooked the kegerator up because we moved to a new home oh, you recently. Have a, you have a keg of it. I do. Yeah, we do. Nice. Yeah. So anyway, today we're talking about the Amazon associate commission rate change. And for people that don't know Matt, Matt is a badass, and you can see he's drinking beer in the middle of the day like a badass would. And he's from moneylab.co. He's a co-host of Listen Money Matters. He has a website called Swim University. It's an affiliate site. It's been around for about 15 years, founded in 2006. In 2019, he made about $283,000, $283,000 from Amazon Associates, plus um, close to 90,000 in other revenue. So the gross rev was about $370,000. So congratulations for that. But you. you recently but. got kicked in the nuts, unfortunately, with these Amazon commission rate changes. So it's gonna cost you uh, quite a bit in estimated earnings. So yeah. I'm sorry about that, but I mean, this is a crazy time, right? Everyone's saying that. Yeah. And I'm just curious from, from your standpoint, like how do you feel before we get into some of the nuts and bolts? Like what did this do to your psyche? That day, so it was a Tuesday, I got the email. I oh, Those emails uh, ever since 2017 when they initially changed it from a variable fee structure facing like, because Assume University was sending so much traffic and so much sales to Amazon that they're just giving me like an 8% rate a commission rate across the board they changed that to a fixed structure in 2017 and that killed one of my businesses roasty coffee which i ended up selling so it did not hurt some university because some university is in the outdoor and lawn and garden category on amazon and i always read those changes to their policy that when they come through and they always give me like a slight miniature panic attack and this time when i opened up the email I had a full-blown panic attack and just drank myself to sleep. Just really just like, not not lying, like just poured liquor and beer down my gullet until I was like, ah, everything's great. I'll, fi I'll fix it tomorrow. And then that's when I like, the next day I woke up because I was angry that day. So I was drinking and writing. And, just, and that's like, it's great because it, it's, it's like a lubrication. You get the words out, but then you go back and you read, you're like, oh, God. Uh, yeah. Let me clean up some of the language and uh, let me fix some stuff. And uh, instead of complaining, make it more proactive. And so, yeah, it, uh, overall, though, since that day, you know, I've been so heads down on another project that um, and my team all kind of stepped up to the plate. We have a very small team of about like three or four people and they all stepped up and we all figured it out together. And it was like, OK, we have a plan. You know, we're going to we're going to see how this goes. It happened yesterday. I have not checked. Amazon Associates today. I'm a little nervous to do that, but I figured I'm not going to do anything drastic until May. I want to see how hard I'm really hit because I thought I, my business was over in 2017 when they had their first cut and it wasn't. 
And I was like, okay, well, maybe the same applies here. Don't really know. So we'll see. I haven't looked. I've kind of like always been expecting this. This, is, this was bound to happen at some point. And my goal for the last like two years has ever since then really has been to shift my revenue streams percentages wise away from affiliate marketing and more into digital products and my own stuff. And not that I wanted to like lower affiliate marketing revenue. I just wanted the percentage of my digital products to be like more like 60, 40 instead of like what it was. It was like 90, 10. And then I've been able to get it down to like 75, 25, 70, 30. And I was like, it's still not enough. So yeah, that's basically where I'm at. Cool. And I, I, I like what you said as far as like not reacting right away there's some things that you could do when algorithm changes pop out. A lot of times, some people are quick to act. And yeah. it's really good to be calm. And you've been doing this for a long time, Matt. Yeah. Like we said, this this site's been around for 15 years. You have a lot of traffic going to the site. And if you have traffic, you can adjust your revenue model. And we're gonna talk about a yeah. few of those items. So just for everyone, the sort of agenda for today's Matt and I are going to talk about beer throughout. I think that's a given. The other mm -hmm. part is we're going to talk about some of the options that, that Matt does have out there that he's looking at. I put mm -hmm. a, several links in the description, so please check it out. It yeah. goes to moneylab.co. Matt wrote specifically about, about this change and you could, you know, get a little more detail on, you know, Matt in general and what he's looking to do. So we're going to, yeah. We're going to talk about options and, you know, kind of the business model. The The other thing, you know, when I was telling people that I, I was going to chat with you today, Matt, you're an entrepreneur. You know, you started with affiliate marketing, like, like a lot of big, you know, prominent business folks yeah. these days. But you're an entrepreneur and you've been slowly diversifying. I think it's yeah. crazy to diversify at the very beginning because you're just spread too Got thin. It. Yeah, yeah. It sounds sexy, but really you kind of have to buckle down learn your shit in one area, and then you could branch off and do some other stuff. So, I mean, you have a few different areas of business. And for the people that don't know you at all, you just want to give like a 90 yeah. second intro and talk about some of your branches of what yeah. you got going on. So basically, I started some university, like you said, in 2006, a little bit earlier than that, because uh, I bought it in 2004, and then procrastinated for a couple of years. And then finally launched it because I've been in the pool industry since I was 13. So just something like the pool industry chose me and then I chose website design because we needed a website for our, my, my band and we couldn't afford one, a designer. So I just learned and thank God I did that because that became my career really. I um, didn't go to college, started Swim University. And Swim University is really just like everything I know about swimming pool and hot tub care, I just threw it on a website. And you know, you can fast forward many years, 15 years and it's pretty much the same. We we were kind of like, I mean, a lot of the articles originally I wrote, they have all been rewritten now by another person, by a team. So my, my original tone still exists, but it's been sort of like improved over time. And all of the videos that are on there, I did. And now Steph and I are doing with animations and stuff. So it's it's evolved, but not too much since it's a original. Like we've kind of had the same philosophy on some university for 15 years, which is just like we are a website for pool and hot tub owners. 
Our goal is to make this not complicated because a lot of people on the internet can make uh, pool chemistry very complicated because it's chemistry and you just want to feel important as a person who understands things. So you just over, you know, you know, from the beer community, like we love talking high level and making each other look like we know what the hell we're talking about. So the same thing in the pool industry. And so that swim university just takes that and goes, this is not hard. It's water. Let's it let's here's, here's all you really need to know as a pool owner, because all you're really trying to do is get your pool clear and swimmable. You don't really need to understand the math and the science behind it, you know? So, uh, which is very different from my other sites, but that was, that's kind of been the philosophy and it's always been about like educating and making education palatable. And I mean that by saying like funny, try to be funny, you know? And that's really been like the secret sauce of all the things that I've ever done is just twist the humor, just throw that little like, you know, twist the humor in there. And it just makes my life a little bit easier because like I can write an article about pool algae and not want to kill myself. Uh, <laughs> and then like, it's just, I don't know, that little twist is just, helps me to you know want to want to create every Very day so, yeah yeah and it, um and that was yeah that's from university ever and since then i've created uh, a bunch of other websites a bunch of other projects but the main ones have been roasty coffee was the next project that i did which i eventually sold i sold in 2018 you can read all about that whole journey uh, on money lab then i created money lab which was which was me it was it was an answer because I was this guy who was in the like online business community. Like I had friends, you know, I was a like, part of it, but I never felt like I belonged because I was always behind the scenes at Swim University. And I had to tell people like, Oh, I'm that guy. I did that thing. And it was like, it was, so money lab was this way of like me having a personal brand without using my name. Cause my name is way too long and hard to understand and spell. And, and I was like, all right. And, I just wanted somewhere where I could talk about like this thing that I'm truly like is my, is an actual hobby of mine. It also is a career of mine. And so like I needed that outlet and that's what money lab became. And then from there I've done a whole bunch of other projects on money lab, short ones, long ones, some as big as your head, you know, those sorts of things. So, uh, cool. Yeah. So, so brew cabin is another one, which is a home brewing website. All of these sites, by the way, during all this, you know, quarantine situation have increased in traffic because people are using their pools and hot tubs way more. People are starting online businesses more than ever. And they're brewing again. Like people <laughs> like that, that hobby was on a downswing because there's so many breweries and you can get beer, good beer. Anywhere. So good. And it was like, right. And so, but now everyone's like, what else am I going to do? Bake bread, make beer, swim in my pool. It goes hand in hand, the beer and the yeah. bread too. So, yeah. And I think actually, I was just chatting with the person who introduced me to you, Matt, mm. back in when, whenever you started, like first couple of videos uh, for Money Lab yeah. and the blog. And uh, yeah, so that's been like years ago. And I didn't really know you that well, but then mm -hmm. we met around a brew kettle, started yeah. talking, and, and you know, here we are now. We'd, we'd hang out if we could get near each other. <laughs> I know. It's like, Every every week I have this thing that comes up in Astana that's like email everybody about Friday co working and I'm like nah, I can't this week nah, yeah but I'm hoping for a while. in Colorado things start to get back to normal maybe a little sooner than other parts of the country I don't know I hope so I don't know I hope, I hope so. so 
So I, I'm not following the news. I'm literally like shut off from it. I have no idea what's going on. Yeah, I started to uh, taper back on that too because there was yeah. a lot of just regurgitation. So you talk about some other affiliate programs and yeah, you want to just kind of lay it out for folks here? Yeah, a couple months ago, I was emailed by Walmart and they were like, you know, you want to try some affiliate links? And at the time I'm like, no, I don't because Amazon was fine. Amazon's trusted. Amazon's got a good API. It's, you know, it works with the software that I built. So I was like, I don't, this seems like a, just a waste, not a waste of my time, but just like, oh, just another thing I have to do when this thing's working so well. And I've always kind of been, as an affiliate marketer, I've been very, with Sweet University, I've been very like hands-off, meaning, you know, I put the links on my site that I want on my site. They really haven't changed. When they do change in Amazon, I do update them. I do like, if it's out of stock, I'll change it. But for the most part, they've been pretty solid. And it's been working and I haven't really done anything to improve it. And Walmart was like, hey, do you want to do something to improve it? Test a few things out. Um, I had a couple of other companies in the pool industry, like pool e-commerce sites that sell chemicals that reached out to me as well. I've had former relationships with those people as well. And I kind of blew them all off because I kept them in my back pocket. I signed up for their programs, but I was like, yeah, I don't have time to sit down and change these affiliate links out and make and do these tests when Amazon is just, I know it's working. That has changed obviously. And so now, you know, re it's like contact Walmart again and let's, let's get a conversation going. I've been in conversations with other affiliate partnerships who are offering much higher commission rates and I've been working out special deals with those people and getting like, you know, trying to get coupons from them specifically for some university customers. And, and with that, the idea there is to, I'm, I'm working on two things. One, I'm going to be working with Jesse from Genius Link to do choice pages, try that and see how that works out. We haven't formally like put anything together yet, but that's kind of the plan to see how that works out for some university, maybe do a couple of specific pages, see how it turns out. Also with my software, which is Lasso, we have the ability to put, to create display boxes, which is mostly what's on some universities. You see these like affiliate link displays and we have the ability to put two buttons in each display. So one button, if you look at Wirecutter, for example, like Wirecutter has, you know, if you have a pair of uh, hiking boots, it's like you can buy these on Amazon or you can buy them on REI and it's two different buttons you choose before you even click. So that is something we're gonna try with some of these other smaller e-commerce stores and just see, like, cause I'm looking at revenue. I'm looking to see first how bad this Amazon thing really is for me. And then if I can earn more with another affiliate program or at this point, probably multiple affiliate programs, you know, probably, you know, and, and, and paying closer attention to my affiliate inventory. So the way I look at affiliate marketing on some university and all my other sites, is I look at it as if I run a store where I stock these products and it's a store like I'm a mom and pop, I'm just a guy who runs a tiny little pool op store operation. You come in, you ask for my expertise, I give you my expertise and then I recommend you products. And I wanna make sure that my store is stocked with the products that I truly believe in and recommend. And I don't need a lot of them because a lot of the times it's the same product. It's like, hey, you got an algae problem, here are the things I recommend. And it's like that can appear on multiple pages of my website and kind of just looking at those a little bit closer, managing those a little bit tighter and, you know, making sure that they're actually converting. But, you know, with 
we, you know, with Lasso, we can do uh, Google Analytics click tracking, so we know that these display boxes are working or these text links are working in the right areas. And then I have to look at the individual programs to see if we're making any money from them. Right. So it's, it's, it's work, but um, this has kind of forced my hand, right? It's, it's made me like take what I was so passive, you know, affiliate marketing was such a passive income stream for me. And now I'm like, okay, I need to take this like, on Swim University, because Money Lab's so different, and even Brew Cabin's different. Like, I take that very seriously. Swim University was just like, this is working, and, and the people who come to this website love Amazon. So, you know, yeah. what can I do? So that's kind of like what I'm looking at is just taking more of a, a stronger hand in the affiliate marketing organization inventory and where we send people. Just, just being very intentional about that. Right. And I think, I mean, you highlight a couple of things that are really important. One, I was complacent too. I think that's what you're describing. You had yeah. so much free time that you were working on Money Lab. You were starting new sites. You're working mm -hmm. on Lasso. You got yeah. a couple podcasts going on. I'm doing the same stuff, right? Like yeah. we set up our businesses and we were able to be complacent. And we should have been improving content a little bit more. We should have been looking for, mm. hey, can we work with other affiliate programs that are maybe not going to convert as much, but maybe we can add them to the mix. And yeah. we were just sitting and making money. And it was nice. But you yeah. know, now we have to be entrepreneurs and figure out how to pivot and, and do some stuff. Now, Jesse Lakes from Genius Link described choice page, pages uh, for us last week, just mm -hmm. at a high level, like what, what does it do and, and why do you like the choice pages? It literally is what it is. It just gives you a choice on where you wanna buy from. So it, if you click a link and you, there's a uh, the same product as at Walmart or Amazon, it's gonna automatically create a page that will say, hey, where do you wanna buy it from? This page, this site or that site? And you just kind of click it and see. And I think that's, uh, it's kind of like A-B testing where, you know, but you're giving, it's. It's like A-B testing, but you're giving your visitors a choice on where they want to go. And if that choice kind of leans in one direction, well, then you have you have a general idea on maybe what you should replace your affiliate links with. I'm curious, you know, when you say, you know, before we got on this call, you were like, we got kicked in the nuts. What happened to you? <laughs> I'm like, I, especially in the Amazon thing, because I don't, you know, I actually don't know some of your other sites. I just know your main one, or I guess your the the public one. What has happened on your end, and what are you what are you feeling? So similar to you, although I'm glad you asked, because usually, I mean, I encourage people to uh, yeah. just ask me questions, and then I'll deflect yeah. if needed. So I typically don't share my income just because sure. at some point, like yours, I mean, I'll be honest with you, you're making so much money that it's unrelatable. So people in our audiences are like, yeah, I'm just well, getting I'm started. I'm not making that. I got to pay people. <laughs> yeah, I know. But uh, yeah, exactly. Right, I, I mean, you're, you're, I mean, it's like big numbers yeah. and people are like, well, that yeah. doesn't make sense. I mean, you're, uh, the amount that you are not going to make this year is like, four times or five times more what I made out of college. And I, right. I made oh, good sure. money. So, so it's like, these are unrelatable yeah. numbers. So anyway, the point is, yes, it is a very big hit revenue wise because I'm a practitioner as well. I don't just have courses. I don't just talk about it. I, I do stuff. So it's a mm -hmm. big hit as well on par with what you're talking about. Even worse, the other part of my business is teaching people how to do Amazon affiliate marketing. So this again, forces right. me to pivot, but I'm sitting on, 
I was just waiting to do more courses and I was like, ah, eh, things are fine. I'm moving. I want to go on vacation. Right. I'm doing this other stuff. And now I'm like, all right, I'm going to bust yeah. out some courses. Yeah, now's the time. I'm yeah. gonna, I want to talk about the other stuff I'm doing because people are like, Doug, you're a one trick pony. It's a one note song. What else are, what else can you do? But there's a few other things I could talk about, but everyone just, you know, really wants to hear me talk about keyword research and Amazon affiliate marketing. So I've just been, you know, droning on about that's it. What, yeah. I mean, that's what they want me to talk about. I just don't. <laughs> so, so yeah. I'm like, I want to talk about Pinterest. I'm trying out Pinterest. I want to do Facebook ads. I want to do like build software. I want to do SaaS. I want to make a rap album. <laughs> like, like, and it's, my, my friend calls them list burners because it's like, just I do whatever I want, and that's. But that was like the reason I started Money Lab was so that I could explore all those different. You know, I have a lot of interests. You know, I'm sure you. You know, it's like we have it. We have other interests, but for marketing purposes, it kind of like if you if you beat the same drum every single week, you get followers. Yep. Because I can point to like I can categorize you as a person. I know what you're all about. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, it's, I'm kind of hard to pin down, but I like that. It just doesn't make for good marketing. The funny part is like we aligned. It's like affiliate marketers that brew beer. It's like, that's a weird combo. And we're is both it? doing it. Well, I, I guess. Oh, you I mean don't... like, oh, I thought you meant other people do that. Cause I'm like, <laughs> no, no, it's just me and you. Yeah, and yeah, then okay, we live okay, down the street. Okay. So that's yeah. really and weird. That is, is it, but is it because, so I think like the living down the street part is like, yeah. because Colorado's beer country. Right. So yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So I, I mean, it's not affiliate marketing country. It wasn't. Remember, remember when Amazon wasn't? You couldn't use Amazon Associates in Colorado. Oh, that's right. When I first that's moved right. here in 2015, no, you couldn't do it. So I had to keep my business in New Jersey. And then, like within a month, when I after I moved here, they were like, "Yep, yeah, Colorado's now." <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh my god, man!" Oh wow. And I moved my business. Gotcha. Interesting. Yeah. Like jumping back to the choice pages and having multiple affiliate yeah. buttons. So there's mm -hmm. some debate out there. Some, I guess it's heated debate. Some people are getting pretty upset about it, but Amazon states in yep. their terms of service yeah. that, you know, you're not supposed to put other affiliate offers in on the same page where you're using assets like an image. So obviously I think I know your stand, but what's your take on it? I mean, it spells it in black and white. And my friend Matt over at Amblinks Pro, he's like, hey, it states this, yeah. you gotta be safe. So what do you think? Well, he's the guy, he's the guy kind of like beating that drum, right? And um, I've gotten that email. After I did my Amazon article, I got that email so many times to the point where I was just like, but Wirecutter does it. And that was the end of my rant because I'm like, why can they do it? Yeah. Well, is it New York Times, is it what, what, you know, why? And are they using different images? Like, that's fine. Like, I can, I can make, I can take my own images. Yeah. I, I'll buy something on Amazon, take a picture of it, put it up on my, you know, I don't mind. And I'm going to interrupt you. So as devil's advocate, so let's say, yes. I mean, it's, it's the wire cutter, right? It's New York times. They have their own rules. I suspect this, by the way, this whole video, Matt and I are not associated with Amazon. This is for your pure entertainment purposes, consult your own lawyer, blah, blah, blah. But I'm pretty sure big companies have their own affiliate manager, account manager, and perhaps different rules to play by. So what would you say to that? Unfair. Unfair. <laughs> I would just say that. I mean, I, there's nothing. Look, I have to change. I have to adapt. Yeah. You know, and if it means that Amazon takes me off their program, okay. 
I have I hopefully have two other alternative places to link to. The thing is, is like Amazon is not the only affiliate program in town. Yes, it's the biggest. Yes, it's the most trustworthy. But now it's not the best. It hasn't been the best for a while. And I would argue that like, yeah, it used to be very passive. You know, you throw something like, and I assume this is the way it works. I don't really use it, but like something like skim links where it just like auto links all your shit for you. Can't do that anymore. You got to be more intentional. And I think like this is just a turning point for bad affiliate marketers to turn into good affiliate marketers and good affiliate marketers give a shit. They treat their recommendations like gold and they should, because you know, I'm not going to recommend, I mean, I'm a pretty bad, I mean, as far as affiliate marketing goes, like I'm a bad affiliate marketer in the sense that like, I don't like, I will refuse to put stuff on my website that I don't like, do you know how many people reached out to me and, and were like, Hey, now that Amazon's kind of, screwing everybody like you should join our affiliate program i'm like i don't know who you are i'm not gonna i've never used your product before or or i'm like i don't like your product i would never do that but how many people that you know in our space promote bluehost as an it's it's not good like it's not a good hosting company i've used it i used hostgator they're all the same people i i'm gonna promote something that's a harder sell I use WP Engine personally. I dig it. Is it the best? I don't know. But right now, it's it's working for me, and I recommend it because it's what I'm using. And it's a harder sell. It's really because it's like thirty-five dollars a month instead of a dollar a month. And but my pay my commission rate's the same. It's it's like two hundred bucks if I get somebody to convert, which is nice. I don't get many people converting, but because it's like it's a high-priced product, and you kind of have to be at a certain level to, you know, switch to something like that. But yeah, that makes I think that makes me a bad affiliate marketer because I'm not willing to do to put things on my website that I don't believe in personally. Now though, it's like I don't even that's not even the game anymore. The game is I have to believe in the place I'm sending them, which is like in the in the e-commerce space. I do love Amazon. Like I buy from Amazon. Do I think they're a do I think they're a questionable organization doing questionable things with employees and pollution and things like that. Yeah, but I'm I'm not alone in that sentence. I'm not alone in that statement. Doesn't mean I don't buy toilet paper from them when I need it, you know? Doesn't mean like I didn't just get a flour duster in the mail from them because I'm baking sourdough. Like and the thing is it's like the reason I go to them is because every time I step into a store, I'm like, "Do you have this?" "No, but we can order it for you." I'm like, Amazon will have it to me in two days. Why do I leave the house? And that was when, before all this. Yeah, but I was gonna say, we we just moved to a new place. Welcome to my new yeah. office. And yeah. very nice and bright. Thank you. We, we, we needed to order a few things and Amazon mm -hmm. uh, shipments are way behind. So we actually ordered right. stuff from, from Walmart. So, I mean, good. it's an interesting, yeah, it's an interesting, you know, world. It's that an interesting in. time. I, I think we like ethically, I have to, really like vote with my dollars at this because I, I kind of like, I think I was one of those people who swept Amazon's practices under the rug in my, in my mind. I was like, oh, yeah, like I read the everything store. I was not happy after reading that just business eth ethics. And then I wasn't happy with like all the employee treatment. And I'm like, but man, two day shipping, who boy, you know, like so easy. And now I'm kind of like, 
okay, Mac, now now's the time you need to like question that and rethink that. And you probably should have done it years ago. And so here we are as an affiliate marketer, this has pushed me in that direction. And I'm like, good, it's a good thing I'm, I'm being pushed in that direction. And I believe this whole thing is, oh, man, I have to believe this whole thing is pushing me in a good direction. I can't, otherwise I'll go insane. I, I can't, I, I, you know, that first day, yes, I drank myself to sleep. And I don't, you know, when I say that, I'm not an alcoholic where I was like pouring, you know, handles of vodka down my throat. It's like, I like, I enjoy beer. So I just enjoyed it a little bit. I imbibed a bit because I was like, oh, fuck this day. I'm, I'm done. Like I'm done today. Like I got screwed. I need to like regroup and rethink. But I've always wanted to diversify my income away from affiliate marketing. And I don't mean removing affiliate marketing from my strategy. Again, like I said earlier, just shifting the, 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 the pie chart to more things that are more in my control. Like, you know, cause even I could say the same thing about search engine traffic, you know, <sighs> again, this is that whole thing I said, I said it in the article, I said it before. It's like, you are not a part of these board meetings. And if you're relying on these big companies to like send you traffic and send you revenue and they, and they have a board meeting that you're not a part of and, and it changes your whole, it's like, you need to have more control over that. And that's why I think. Email marketing is so special and important because you have control for the most part over that email list. Digital product sales and just product sales in general of your own thing that you create, you have more control over that. Even advertising, you have some control. But advertising, I can tell you, and I'm not talking about the, uh, is that a Zoic? Is that how you say that? Yep, easy. They, and also they, they're a sponsor of mine uh, occasionally. So yeah, what, what were you going to say about Ezoic? The you fine people at Ezoic? Ezoic. Yeah. No, I'm just saying that like even with like those, oh, yeah. you have less control. But I'm thinking of, of when I did Swim University ads, we were direct sales. So like I would be like, do you want a banner ad in our next email? Give me, you know, a couple thousand bucks or whatever. Right. Same with podcast ads. A little more control, but working with I mean, that's why these companies are so popular because working with advertisers directly, you're working with another marketer who wants to basically own the message. And you're like, but I have journalistic integrity and, you know, right. like, I want to say what I want to say. And they're like, yeah, but you have to say it our way. And you're like, God damn it. Uh, yeah. So it's just a rough, it's a rough go. Yeah. It's, it's a, unless you're into it because people are into it. I happen to not be one of those people, but that's why it's like, I want to control my own products and that's part of the plan that I'm moving forward with. Yes. And you are, you know, a podcaster through and through perfect transition to digital products <laughs> and you have yeah. a course and you know, it makes, it makes some good money. And I know courses are margin wise and, and effort wise and the control that you were just talking about. Absolutely amazing. Yeah. I, I love courses and you're into them as well. So you, you have mm -hmm. an existing course, you're going to beef it up. You're gonna do upsells, uh, knuckle down on the marketing in general. So what do you yeah. have in place? How, how do you feel about that? Cause when I when I read it, I'll be honest with you, this is, you know, you yeah. can fire back at me of course, but you talked about quote micro upsells, which are, are great. Upsells are good, but are you like, hey, I'm gonna add some more courses. Do you have, do you know what the market wants as well? Yeah, 15 years, I hope I do. We, we all right, so Swim University has had this like 
trying to figure out the swim university audience is like both easy and incredibly difficult. One, we're dealing with a lot of people who are in their who who are older. We're talking about like your grandparents own in in ground pools, and your grandkids are swimming in them. Believe it or not, a lot we have a lot. I get a lot of widows email us. Husband dies, they need to take care of their pool, and they're kind of lost, and they find swim university. So. From that anecdotal evidence, being literally, I literally was in the pool industry, like talking to these people. I mean, and I always say this: like, imagine a thirteen-year-old boy telling an adult how to do something, like how to take care of their pool. Like they're yeah. coming to a, a kid. Yeah, and it, you're a, you're the thirteen-year-old boy. I'm the thirteen-year-old boy in this scenario because <laughs> it really happened, and it's like that kind of power is ridiculous, right? Sure. And, and regardless, it's just a funny anecdote. But it, this is like our audience is older people. They're not really that – I mean like majority are internet savvy, but some are not. And so like we get a lot of people who email us and go, when am I getting my book? I'm like, we're not getting a book. It's You got it. It's like, oh, did you ever enter your address in? How do we? How would we know where to send it? It's just like things like that, and yeah. we get we get it all the time. We and I can't I can't even put enough messaging in in our sales cycle to stop it. It just happens. We had a book that came out when I read. Uh, if anyone's familiar with when, well, Nathan Barry, who runs ConvertKit, mm-hmm. had a book that came out called Authority, and I read that book because I was like, I'm going to create a product for some university many years ago. Created that product. It was a called the hot tub handbook which is still for sale today and i put it up for he was like you got to charge a lot of money for your book charge money for your book i'm like cool and to me 49 dollars was a lot of money and no one bought that shit at all they were like i don't want it until i got it down to 29 and then sales just picked up and it wasn't a traffic change it was because i and i this is a this is anecdotal but I believe that my audience was like a book cost $24 to $29 because I've been to Barnes & Noble and I have looked at the UPC code on the back of a book and seen US, Canada, you know, those prices. And until I hit that moment, and this is for any product, but until you hit that price point for your audience, like it just kicks. So later I was like, okay, I can't charge more money for an ebook i could call it a digital guy which i tried to do doesn't change the fact that it's a book in their minds and so i was like i need to add to this product in order to charge more for it and so this is when i added the video course to it as an upsell and then later combined them into one product so the video course and ebook are now 49 dollars. why 49 and not 100 I have not tried this, but charging a lot of money to teach people how to clean is a tough sell. So it's not like I'm teaching them how to make money. I'm not teaching them how to lose weight. I'm not teaching them how to have better sex. I'm teaching them how to clean a pool. It is just the most unsexy. <laughs> it's like it's like how much would you pay for uh, you know, the art of tidying it up or whatever, you know, Marie Kondo's book. How much would you pay for a course by Marie Kondo? Like probably not thousands of dollars, I would imagine. Maybe her consulting service, that's different. But I just think it's tough. So the idea here is that I created 
the pool care handbook and video course. It's literally an entire course on pool maintenance, which is what my entire website's about. But it's video and it's like stuff that you're not going to get on the website. And so I'm like, well, what is there's is there anything bigger than that? Is there a is there a higher tier? And I think as soon as I started thinking about that, it's like, yeah, but that's going to require a lot of work. And so I don't have that kind of time right now with with Amazon giving giving me only seven days to fix this revenue issue. What can I do instead? And so that was like, okay, my goal is to earn more per customer. I just need to increase the amount I earn per customer. An easy way to do that, increase the price, right? But then I may lose customers. So I was like, let me just add a little small product, 20 bucks, that to, to a sale. So it's like, hey, some people will buy it, some people won't, but I won't lose those original sales I had, and I may gain some extra income from those new sales I have. And obviously I have an entire back catalog of customers who've bought my product over the last four years that I can just say, hey, we have a new product, you're great. So I might get an influx of cash flow in the beginning. And then we're gonna create one for the hot tub side, and then it's like, then it's becoming a niche thing where it's like, okay, we just, we have this main product that kind of works for everybody, but what about people who have saltwater pools? Do they, they need something, they need special treatment. People with Bacquasil pools need special treatment. People with Intex pools need special treatment. And it's kind of like niching down without ruining the base. It's kind of the whole plan there. I like it. And hopefully earning more per, you know, more, what, I don't know what they call it. Like, Revenue per customer is that there's like there's a good acronym, right? That sounds good. Yeah. Yeah. RPC. Yeah. So so that's kind of the idea there to kind of rectify this problem. And we're all and like literally the day after this all happened, when I came to my senses, we started working on that product. So we're we're actively coming out with it before pool season officially starts, which is Memorial Day is that. So we we hopefully will get it done before that, but um and it's really easy to do. It's just like a you know, it's going to be a $20 guide that is kind of an add-on. We're not going to muddy up our marketing at all because our marketing works, you know? So we don't want to go, hey, we'll advertise this to some people and not, you know, and it's like, well, what if they only buy that and then they don't buy the big course? Let's just upsell the people who want the big course. Sure. That makes sense. Yeah. Hopefully we'll see what happens. I mean, again, not again. First time I said it on, yeah. this, on this live stream, everything's an experiment. So if it doesn't work... We'll, we'll pivot. If it does work, then I'll, I'll be thanked. <laughs> you know. And I think uh, that that's key. I mean, when I have launched courses and other products, mm -hmm. you launch it and then you're maybe 25% done because then you have to figure out how to market it. If you need to adjust, oh, yeah. if you oh, pick yeah. the wrong market, you know, like you said, you could sell eBooks for a lot, but if your market thinks ebooks are like regular books and they're they have a anchor point from yeah. Barnes and Noble, then you gotta adjust. And you have yeah. a pretty good idea of that the price range that they're comfortable with. And hey, if they just spent whatever, twenty nine bucks, another twenty dollars, that's pretty good. And you're, you know, yeah. what is that, like a eighty percent increase in uh Yeah, I mean, we're looking at, I mean, yeah, we did a hundred close to a hundred thousand dollars in product sales last year. So you know I'm okay. Like, you know, it's like, we're fine. Um, and, and perhaps we have to look at other brands like swimming diversity may just 
get hit and just may get hit. You know, and even if we switch to something like Walmart or or any of the other e-commerce stores, like, you know, just get hit. So what, what do we do? More products, better marketing, more traffic, and then try to find even other revenue streams outside of even that. And so we're, we're going to transition a couple more points as well. But you mentioned uh, the potentially an ebook on sex. And I would say I would make that a choose your own adventure if you're taking yeah, requests. Scratch and sniff. <laughs> scratch and sniff. That's even worse, Matt. Oh man. Do, do they make that, do that scent? Can you do that digitally? <laughs> It'll just spritz out from your monitor. It's mm -hmm. disgusting. Okay. Moving on to YouTube ad revenue. Um, you mentioned yeah. that you made like 11K, which is no slouch on the, in the uh, YouTube yeah. world. You want to double it. And mm -hmm. you know what's your strategy there? You and I had a, a quick little um, off, I guess, off the record chat, which is now on the record, where I was like, hey, are you placing your ads manually? So yeah, what's your strategy over on the YouTube side? So I've gotten a little bit of kickback on this strategy because they're like, you know, we're in quarantine, like, like all other YouTubers are suffering. And I'm like, I don't, I'm not seeing that in my stats. We have a high CPM. I think it's because we have an affluent audience of pool owners. My guess, we're currently sitting at about an eight to $9 CPM and that hasn't changed. So I'm not sure what's going on there, but you know, we don't, that's not the only revenue stream. So that is like, yes, that's ads. That's like the whole, you know, AdSense partner, you know, YouTube monetization partnership where, you know, we're just literally clicking check boxes, monetize this video. Yes. We don't curse on our videos. Our videos are very educational. They are high in search. So it's like, it just does well for us. And there's so many more, more like pool search terms that we could go after that we haven't yet. And so that's kind of like what we're doing. We're just literally producing videos every week, trying to do even more than that to just get search traffic from YouTube. And obviously we get traffic from embedding those YouTube videos on our website because our website gets a ton of traffic to be for context in that we're, we're roughly at about 500,000 visitors a month, unique visitors. Now that's more in this, in the summertime than it is in the wintertime. So in the summer, in June, we're getting like 1.2 to 1.5 million. And in January, we get like 250,000. So averaging it out to 500. So with that, we're thinking, okay, well, you know, that's a lot of people watching videos that probably don't have YouTube red uh, or YouTube uh, premium now. And they're watching the ads and they're probably somewhat relevant because they're, you know, they're not getting Ty Lopez ads. They're getting like, you know, <laughs> home and garden ads probably. Yeah. So what I'm, so that's kind of the, the, the move there is just to kind of create more videos. It's like the only way. But on top of that, every single one of our videos, in the description and in the video itself, we're promoting our products, giving out coupon codes, and we're tracking that. YouTube descriptions have a 3% conversion rate on sales. What? That's the, the description. That's so crazy because in the internet marketing world, I do a lot of videos, you know, and yeah. uh, it's pretty tough to get someone to uh, click off of YouTube because there's so many awesome other mm -hmm. videos popping up over there. Again, wow. different audience. Like yeah. my, I don't think my audience is our YouTube like consumers. Like I, when I'm, when I, when I want to relax for the day, 
I will get on my phone, I will go on YouTube, and I will I will just lay in bed and just I'm gonna go YouTube for a while. It's just like I'm not gonna Netflix and chill. It's the same thing. I don't think my parents do that. You know, they they might find a video and they may like go down a little rabbit hole, but they're probably like on a website learning about pool care. They're like, oh cool, a video. Don't even give a shit that it's YouTube or not. You know, or they find a or they Google something in my YouTube things. That's the other thing too, is like you create more videos, videos are appearing higher in the search results than posts. And it's my fucking face. It's just me going like <laughs> buy clear <laughs> pool algae. And it's like, click my face, buy my product. So I think just in general, like, you know, I I just recently did two experiments. One experiment was I'm gonna try to tackle Pinterest and see if Pinterest is a viable marketing strategy for some university which it which it does get it's the third highest traffic source for us does do well um it's kind of like i feel like it's maxed out a bit the second thing is i did a podcast and that failed horribly i did it so i learned and it's like okay well where are we gonna out where are we gonna double down outside of like you know it's gonna be youtube what uh, what happened with the podcast? I mean, you host one of the more popular podcasts. Yeah. I mean, you're you're an excellent podcaster. So what what happened with the swim? Microphone. Yeah, what happened? I don't think people care to listen to uh, pool care audio. I just don't think they care. Okay, that's fair. I mean, there is another guy out there who's uh, got a huge, pretty big YouTube channel. I think he's like sixty thousand subscribers. I think he's the biggest pool YouTuber. And he, every, every other video he creates is a podcast. So he does it, he does it video and then it becomes a podcast, an audio version. He's got ratings. I, 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 you know, I don't know. I, I haven't talked to him. I don't know who, like, I don't know him personally. So I don't know if he is making any money from the audio side of things, but I'm sure he's doing well with YouTube. I mean, with 60,000 subscribers, that's not for in that industry. It's not bad. Yeah. We're sitting at 30,000 subscribers and we do pretty well. We did like, yeah, you said 11,000 this month. We're going to do like 1500 in ad sales. Like, okay, that's, that's, that's a revenue stream to me for sure. So I'm like, video just seems like it's always something I've always wanted to do. And now's the time to just kind of double down on it. Cause it's just like, who knows? Yeah. That's certainly one of them. Very yeah, good. So, so yeah, Matt, you you have a tool out there, a new mm. product or sort of a retooled product, and some people may not know anything about Lasso, but I mean to tie it back to what we were talking about before, is um, you know just the ability to put different affiliate offers on the same mm -hmm. page, and I'm gonna prep you, Matt. Um, I'm gonna have you share your screen if you're up for it. So okay. if you want to get ready, while I'm, I'm right. buying time for Matt. I did hear, I, I know some people at Amazon and there was like word on the street that Carol Baskin was maybe in the room when the decision mm. was made for the commission mm. rate change. Do you, did you watch Tiger King? Yeah. I, I, you know, I know that there's, there could have been a lot of threats from her, um, you know, like quiet laughing threats. I know she's very, uh, she, she hides it well, you know, Hey, look, if you're going to feed some of the Amazon executives to tigers. I can see why they changed the commission rate. I, I, I would be scared too. <laughs> All right. I did watch Tiger King. 
Oh God, I hated that show. I hate that show. I hate that show. I hate that show. <laughs> I almost, I didn't, I almost gave up because like five minutes in, I'm like, fuck these people and fuck this animal cruelty. I can't do it. And then people were like, oh, you got to give it more episodes. And I'm like, okay. And I did. Cause why not? Still hate it. It was an interesting show, but I don't know. Unsubstantiated claims. And Matt, tell us about Lasso. And you can share your Literally, screen and it should pass, yeah. pass over here. Okay. So this is, I mean, look, this is the thing I've been working on since, for, I mean, we've been, we've been working on this for like a year and a half, but more recently I, in December, I was like, can I redesign it? Can I like, can I, can I retool it from the ground up? Because not that there was anything wrong with it, but I'm like, I have a vision. I want to see something different. And Andrew's like my business partner who helped me, who, who basically helped me build it is like, yeah, let's, let's give it a shot. New logo, new interface, all that stuff. And we just quietly launched it on Monday and you know, it's, we just launched another uh, update today because we knew I knew I was coming on this. And if I mentioned it, it's like, we want to make sure that we're, you know, so I've been literally like just, that's all I've been doing. And like, it's so ironic that this whole Amazon thing came while I was in the middle of this. And I'm like, come on, I'm in the middle of this whole thing. And like, I, now I got to switch gears temporarily, but like my team picked up the slack, helped me out so I can continue to work on this and we can continue to get it out. And it's almost perfect timing. Cause it's like, we launched this thing. So I, uh, I have to remember how to share my screen with, uh, here we go. Oh, you know what? You told me to get ready. And I, I it was like, yeah, it's fine. I know how to share my screen. That's cool. So I, can't. I, I love, I love, um, you know, live video. It's always the best for technical issues. So are you, you won't be able to share it very easily? Nope. Because it'll have to, off to stop Skype. Because I have to give permission to fucking Apple to share my screen. That's all right. That's all right. We could do. Great. I'm so glad I'm prepared. I'm so glad like I can't show anybody this awesome thing that I've been working on for six months of my life. Well, if I share my screen and just show the like the 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 front page, and we could yeah, we could that's fine. we could schedule another we could schedule another one, so we're we're good to go. And then that means Apple. Why are you doing this? Like, why does Apple? Why do they do that? It's um well Matt, do you have any uh little monologue you could do while I get ready over here? Yes, I can do a little monologue. So again, like I was saying, like Lasso has been this project I've been working on forever. Basically, what it is is it's an affiliate marketing plugin for WordPress that allows you to control your affiliate links like you would anything else. Like, but it has a couple of other features, including being able to add affiliate link displays. You can monetize any link. So if you have a link on your website, that's like, hey, I, I linked to ConvertKit once. I linked to Bluehost once. I linked to this product once. But you didn't add in your affiliate link because maybe you weren't part of the program at the time or maybe you forgot. In Lasso, you literally flip a toggle and it monetizes it for you on your site. You can also do it with keywords. So if, like, I, I'm a huge fan of Podia, one of my favorite software. It's what I use to sell all my products. I talk about it constantly on Money Lab, and I'm like, I, I'm part of their affiliate program, and I saw the new version of Lasso on Monday, and I was like, I added Podia as a keyword. It went and found all the times I mentioned Podia on my website, and I just toggled them, because every time I mentioned Podia, I want to send people to Podia and use my affiliate link. So, um, 
And then what it does is it, it shows you opportunities in like it knows, um, hey, you know, you've been linking to this site. Maybe you should link it with your affiliate link. And so it'll it'll give you like a little icon that says like you have new opportunities to link things with. So yeah, it's and it's got broken link check detection. It's got out of stock with Amazon detection. It's uh, yeah, it's kind of like we're, we're trying to, we're trying to build, and I think we have an all-in-one affiliate marketing plugin solution because I think there's a lot of plugins that do good things very well, but not there's not a single plugin that does them all and then does them all very well. So that's what we're trying to do. And plus, we we have a couple of features in there like auto linking things like being able to like switch affiliate links like on the fly without going into every single post and page. Very good. And a couple of the standout features I would say are around number one, the slickness and the attention paid to design for the feature boxes, because sometimes those come off a little sloppy in some other tools that I've used in the past and link alerts, huge. If you have a big that's, site, that's so that's a sleeper hit. Like we, I've, that's such a sleeper hit that we were like, yeah, let's let's. I'm mean, like, we, I always wanted it because, why not? Mm-hmm. And now I'm like, and we actually had it in uh, when I had I had a plugin before this called Ernest, which is what this became. And I actually had link alerts in there, and then we built it into this new version, and it's like everyone's like, this is the best. Like, this is awesome. Yes, and with the link. <laughs> so easy to build with the um yeah and i I looked at uh scripting it a little at one point in time and i was like ah, it's pretty Mm -hmm. straightforward you could just i mean it's fairly an easy programming problem to deal with but um Mm -hmm. a couple of the other things are i mean you have click tracking which i mean that's a thing that people could set up with a lot of tools for analytics but you have the full affiliate dashboard and when you're talking about diversifying to other affiliate programs you yes. really need to have clarity on what's going on. So if you realize, hey, um, this other program is crushing it, I need to, I need like, to know that. Yeah. So. Yeah. And oh, you mean so like with with because we send all our click tracking data into Google Analytics, and so you can find out which pages on your site and which affiliate links on those pages are getting the most clicks. So for example, uh, on one of my sites, we had this like top ten post of like ten brew kettles that we offered a brew cabin and it turns out that like looking at the click tracking data that we sent in with lasso we found out people were clicking the fifth one the most and so it was like oh well, let's let's move that to the first one gotcha and yep gotcha and um yeah so yeah and you mentioned the displays i appreciate that because that's my like that's my department in the in the plugin besides like the sales page design and literally the entire interface design but like I'm in charge of like making displays look awesome on your website. And we're, we have two themes that we launched with. We're coming out with a whole bunch of more themes. You can customize your themes. I have a whole, like I drew up this whole thing about CSS where I can give you like all these cool codes to design it any way you want to do it. We're coming out with comparison tables and attributes and a whole bunch of other features kind of in the display territory. But yeah, this is like, this is a long time coming. Like a lot of these features were like, and we all just like, we launched it and we lowered the price. 
Wow. And it's, it's so, well, I was going to say, you, and you added a 14 day free trial so people could check it out. And by the way, there's a link in the description, but, and I'm, I'm an affiliate, which it states. So if you do sign up and, and you're a paying customer, which I think, you know, if you check out the free trial and you dig it, if you have any issues, you know, feel free to, Matt, is it safe to say the customer service is excellent? I'm doing it. Okay. That's me. <laughs> All right. So if you can and Andrew and yeah, so if, we're, we're in it. If you catch Matt before he starts drinking beer, customer service is outstanding. <laughs> so, um, but there's there is a free, a free trial for 14 days that you could check mm -hmm. out. And uh, Matt, we'll have you back on for sure to talk Thank about you. and show the demo. You know, you could do a little. This is, this is like one of the things I'm like super super proud of because it's been so long and like we were just so anxious to get it out. And it just like when this whole Amazon thing went down, we were like, we were already planning on launching it. And it's like, I'm so glad that it like just the timing worked out for it. But yeah, I'm like, I still like design, which is a weird thing. I usually create designs and I'm like, ah, I could do better. But no, I feel like I, I did good, which is not something <laughs> I ever tell myself. I'm usually pretty critical, but yeah, I need help promoting it. Um, that's pretty much what I'm going to be doing for the next couple of months. Because this again, this is a way to diversify as well. You know, away from away from like what happened. So, mm -hmm. very good. Like trying to help other people solve this problem the same way we're solving. So, awesome. And and I mean, my background's in software, so I know how tough it is to you know put it together. I, I never marketed software, and that, that's even yeah. harder. I know. I mean, in this industry is tough. It moves fast. Especially um, plugins, because this is like this doesn't. When you look at this in WordPress, it does not feel like a WordPress plugin. It feels like its own thing, and that was kind of the point. WordPress plugins are 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 hard. Most WordPress plugins don't have a, a free trial because how? But we kind of solved all those problems, and so like ours is like yeah, we just everything is built by us. We run everything. It's our you can only buy it through us. So yeah, it's like uh yeah, it was a long time. Thanks to Matt and be sure to check out all his stuff out there. He has the, the WordPress theme carbonate. He has a couple courses out there and a software product called Lasso, which I'm going to be testing out and using in these days of, you know, Amazon cutting the commission rate It's still a good option for a lot of people, but for this, you know, new course, this new case study that I'm coming out with inside the course, it's going to be about diversifying revenue and having different affiliate programs. And I've been, well, I can't give you too many details, but I've been chatting with some people that have contacts with companies, sort of a liaison between, you know, publishers like us, website owners, and the companies that are out there. And it's a little bit outside of the normal affiliate marketplace that you may see out there. And there's a lot of options out there that are not, highly visible. And for a long time, there really wasn't a reason. There wasn't a big driver for publishers like us, niche site owners like us to go out and try to find these companies to work with. And, you know, frankly, these, these, um, I guess, I don't know when to call them liaisons on and on, but these contacts that are out there really didn't know how to get in touch with us. And, you know, through the opportunity that Amazon has presented to us, we need to frame it as an opportunity. With these lower commission rates, we are looking for better ways to monetize. So 
we may be able to have like straight up brand deals. And I've said it for a long time and really been emphasizing the fact that if we have traffic, we have an asset. We have an asset that people want and companies want to figure out how to get in front of our visitors' eyeballs and in front of those mouse clicks. So they're out there. We just have to you know, work with them and figure it out. So anyway, I led myself down a tangent. I don't know what I was going to talk about, but just quick random uh, you know, personal notes going on here. I've been uh, working on my office quite a bit, and I'm looking around here because I have more pictures up on the walls. All the pictures are ones that either I've taken or my wife has taken. I think because she gave me a, a couple gifts and I think she took a few on her phone, but many of them are from Yellowstone around the Old Faithful area, one of my favorite areas of the park and a few others just from our travels. But uh, there's a great one from Arches and there's one from Grand Cayman. We went on vacation to the Cayman Islands, Grand Cayman a few years back, which was a epic trip. It was very expensive there, just the exchange rate. And the crazy thing, they drive on the left side of the road, which uh, was bananas. And they had a lot of roundabouts, like big roundabouts, like two, three lane roundabouts. And it really gets your attention, you know, driving on the other side of the road, going on roundabouts. Cars can come from any direction. I mean, it's really alarming if you haven't gone through that. (laughs) But Cayman was absolutely beautiful, very still water. And we were right by a, um, a pretty nice reef. So we could just like walk out the door of where we were staying. And it was like 150 steps, maybe a hundred to the water. And you could just wait out there with a snorkel and it was fantastic. Super cool. So yeah, I got, uh, some photos up, which I'm very excited. I love, you know, actually printing these out because I've taking pictures for years and I hardly ever print them out. They have these beautiful metal frames these days, which are, you know, so contrasty and so saturated. The colors just really pop, especially when I'm looking at, you know, the pictures of Grand Prismatic and Morning Glory. It's just so beautiful. It's absolutely amazing. And then some of the other, you know, garbage I have on the walls, I have these acoustic sound treatments. So I do have carpet in in this office, but the ceilings are fairly high. And before I had anything on the walls or curtains up or anything like that, it was kind of echoey. So I I was like, I need to get some stuff on the walls, um, even acoustic treatments to make sure when I'm recording that I don't get any echo. It's pretty damn good in here. And I don't know if I actually needed these acoustic treatments, but it makes it look like I'm I'm recording stuff (laughs) and then I'm running a professional outfit here. So anyway, if you want to check out some of the office stuff, you can watch me on live streams. And once I get this new course all done and finished, I will do a tour of the office and, you know, maybe some of the grounds here at the Cunnington Manor. There's not a ton to see. But the office is pretty cool and I got a lot of, there's plenty of space for all my camera gear and gadgets and various, you know, computers and microphones. I I really have accumulated a lot of stuff. So anyway, check out the next episode coming up with Matt. Again, we have the Q&A and it's pretty cool. I I think the, the live streams are a fantastic way to just get interaction and community and like build a community out there 
and I'm up in my my live stream game. So I think by the time you listen to this, I will be using my DSLR for a lot of the live streams and the quality is just remarkable. It is fantastic. I can't believe how much sharper it is than a webcam. I mean, I guess when I look at the amount of glass on that lens, I'm staring at it right now. When I look at the amount of glass on that, you know, three pound lens over there, I guess it's no wonder that it looks way better than the $60 Logitech, you know, HD. What is it? It's like a, uh, it's like the 920, whatever that is, C920. You know, it's a fairly cheap webcam. It looks good enough. You know, it looks good enough. It looks better than some of the others out there, but it's pretty average in, you know, when you when you're checking out a DSLR as a webcam, I mean, it's so sharp. I can't even tell you. All right. That's enough about my cameras and my my gear habit that I got going on. Have a good day out there. And we'll see you on the next episode.